Hey, it's so good to welcome you to Fields Church Online, and we are so pleased that you've tuned in for this message. No matter what's going on in your world right now, we pray that you come away feeling encouraged by this message. Okay, let's just do that. Let's pray for Ben. Father God, we thank you for this inspirational man who knows you, Jesus, and loves you, Jesus. Thank you that his trust is in you, Father God. We just bring him before your throne of grace. We can come boldly, the Bible says, to the throne of grace where we can find help and mercy in time of need. And Ben has great need. His family has great need, Father God. And Lord, we know that you respond to faith. The Bible says in James 14, uh, James um, 5, 14, if any are among you sick, let them call the elders of the church and anoint them with oil and the prayer of faith will heal the sick. So Father, we take you at your word. Your word says in, in 2 Peter, in 1 Peter 2.24, that by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed 2,000 years ago. And Isaiah 53 says, Lord Jesus, that you've taken and carried our sorrows and our sicknesses on the tree. So Father, we pray for this man and his family, his children right now. And we pray for your healing power to touch him even now as we speak, Lord Jesus. The Roman centurion just said, you only have to speak the word, Jesus, and my servant will be healed. So we speak the word over Ben right now and pray, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. I'm just going to pray and get into the message this morning. It's just strange that um, a week ago, or just over a week ago, I was going to carry on with our, our series on spiritual gifts. And last weekend, I thought, no, I'm just going to do a one-off message this morning. And the, God gave me the word growth. And I'll share that in a minute. We've been, every year we pray, Esther and I, about words. God, give us a word for this year. And last year it was breaking ground. And this year it's the word growth. And that's what I'm going to share on this morning. And with all, everything that everybody said this morning, it just seemed to have just dovetailed. I believe God wants to speak to us about growth. So let's pray. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. I was struck by that word grace in that song, Father God, the grace of God. If we would fully understand the grace of God, we'd know that we are the children of God. Thank you for your grace, Lord, that you pour it out to your family that you pour it out in this place today. Thank you, Father God, as I share this message, I thank you that faith would rise in every heart for the holding doubt, fear, and unbelief. I thank you, Lord, the word is like a seed, that it will go into the heart, which is the soil, and I believe produce a harvest 30, 60, and 100-fold. And if you love the Lord, you'll say, Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. Thank you guys for sharing, getting up and sharing all those that shared this morning. Really appreciate that. We want to give God time. We want to give the Holy Spirit time to speak to you, not just me speaking to you, but get God to speak to us as well. So that's really good. So a happy new year to you all. I want to thank our core leaders. I want to thank our trustees. I want to thank everybody that served in our church over the past year. We really do appreciate all that you're doing in, our, in, in, in this place. And so that we can continue serving Jesus and getting the gospel out 
around this area and beyond. So this year I'm going to talk about, we're going to talk about growth, and this morning I'm going to talk about growth. And uh, I believe that we can grow in our love for God. Could you say amen to that? I believe we can grow in our love for God's Word. How many of you love God's Word? You actually love it. You actually love it. When I, when I was a young Christian, I didn't know anything of the Bible, and we were taught the Bible in such a simple but direct and, and a good way that it just stuck. I just was so hungry for the things of God. I believe we can grow in our love for God's church. Is the church perfect? Let me ask that question. Is the church perfect? Is there a perfect church? Because if I went there, it wouldn't be perfect, would it? There's no perfect church anywhere, is there? But God, the Bible says, loves his church because he gave his life for it. Can we say amen to that? So can we love the church like God loves the church? And that's his people, isn't it? Oh, you're quiet this morning. I believe we can grow in our love for the lost. Are we praying for the lost like we should be? Are we? Are we really? You know, this year we've got to, we've got to, you know, catch a wake up the church. We have. We really got to grow up and catch a wake up to reach people for Jesus. I say this many times. If you were to pray for a friend between now and December for that friend to get saved, if everyone done that and they got saved, the church would double in one year. Isn't that amazing? That's just one person. Can you believe for God for one person this year? One or two of happy, you know, raucous people say, yes, I can believe for those people. Come on. We're too quiet. We're too English, aren't we? Come on, let's get over our Englishness this year. Can we do that? Can we really do that? Before I get into the heart of my message, I want to do a little exercise. Some of you have got a little piece of paper and a pen. The pen has a name. Did you know that? These pens have a name. It's come back. Yeah, yeah, everyone's got a name, but it's come back, and you've got to give the pen to me. There are some in this church. Wait a minute. Oh, that is harsh. I mean, you called out Mark. I wasn't even going to mention his name. But there are some people in this church that covet pens. And wherever they go, they think every pen is theirs. Beware. Do not invite that person. I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not going to embarrass him. But I'll tell you what. For the last 18 months, we've trained about 24 leaders. I've gone through this training course called Accelerate. And one of the first things we did was looked at the, something we call RPMs. Lovely. I have controlled and I can see what I'm doing. Okay. So what I'd like you to do, if you have one of these, if you haven't got one of these, put your hand up. If you haven't got one. Okay. There are some on spare seats. Can someone just grab some of those and give them to the people that don't have them? If you haven't got one, we will get one to you in the week or in your life group. Speak to your life group leader. And you can get one. And what I'd like you to do, like everybody to do this, you can put it in your Bible. I'm not going to look at it. Look at it. You're going to look at it. And hopefully you're going to look at this throughout the year. And it says, how are you doing spiritually? I know it's the other way around. Relationally, physically, mentally, spiritually. But how are you doing spiritually? There's a sliding scale there. And if you'd like, it goes from 0 to 10. 0 being the worst. You can put minus if it's really that bad. We'll pray for you afterwards. And 10 is the best. And just do each one honestly. Where are you spiritually right now at this moment in time? The next one, how are you doing physically? From 0 to 10, just mark it. Put a circle around it. How are you doing mentally or emotionally? How are you doing in your emotions? And how are you doing relationally? 
And I believe if you were to put that in your Bible, mark it honestly, be honest about it, where you're at. And if everyone's a zero, you can come and speak to me afterwards. That's all right. Put it in your Bible. And I want you to look at that throughout the year and determine to say, I want to grow this year. Say that. Actually, spiritually, in every area of my life this year, especially spiritually. Because if one of those things are out of kilter, we could be in a bit of a mess, can't we? God is interested in every aspect of your being, not just you coming to church and you being a spiritual person. He's interested in your physical well-being, your mental, emotional well-being. He's interested in all of those things, in your relationals, in your relationships with other people. God's interested in that. How's your relationship with God? Maybe your relationship with God, because of what's going on in your life, you've had adverse circumstances going on in your life, and maybe God's down on the list and you're not sort of interested in God at the moment, and maybe you're here today... And you think, well, I want to give God a chance. You know, God wants to give you a chance as well. So let's put these in our Bibles and get them out regularly and say, I'm determining determining myself to grow this coming year. Who could do with a spiritual breakthrough right now? Anybody. Three or four people. That's lovely. I'm glad you're honest. Who could do with a physical breakthrough right now? In your health. Oh, there's a few more hands. Who could do with with an emotional, uh, emotional breakthrough in their life? You're going through some emotions. There are some people here that struggle with some things. Who could do with a breakthrough in their relationships? Anybody? Oh, look, we're all good with our relationships. That's wonderful. So keep it in your Bible and pray and ask God to just grow you this year. Let's have a look at what that word grow means in the dictionary. The word grow or growth in the dictionary is defined like this. The process of increasing in size. Something that has grown or is growing. Development. Gradual increase. Size or stage of development. How many of us have children? Yeah, a few of us. How many parents are interested in their children's growth? In what, in what ways do you want to see your kids grow? In their height? That can be challenging for tall people like me. Next one. How else? Sorry? Confidence, yep. Do kids have a lot of confidence today? Not a lot, do they? How else do you want to see your kids grow? Spiritually, how else? Resilient, how else? Relationships with others? Educationally, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually? You need to be praying for your kids. Amen? Would you be concerned if your children weren't growing? Would you be concerned, parents? You're still a bit English with me this morning. You know, would you be concerned if they weren't growing when they're 21 and they're sitting with a nappy on and say, feed me, feed me. You say, Johnny, feed yourself. Come on, you know where the fridge is. Most teenagers know where the fridge is. Is that right? Hey, when they grow up and they get teen. And my, my youngest, my, my eldest grandson, goodness me, that boy can eat. We went out and got a Kentucky Fried Chicken, not my favourite, but it's one of his, and they gave us an extra burger. We didn't realise that until we got home, and he'd consumed the first burger, and chips, and gravy, and beans, and corn on the cob, and there was a spare burger, so I'll have that. (laughs) Feed the hungry. But what about us? Are we growing? Ask that question. Have I grown this year? Ask yourself that question. Have I grown in any way this year? Do you want to do something about it if you haven't grown? Two people. Oh, I'm so excited. Am I in the right church today? Maybe I'll just go out in the street and just share out there. What about that? What is the opposite to growth? There's a few up there. Look, you can see them. Decrease. Decline. 
reduction, downturn, drop, shrinkage, dwindling, stagnation. What happens when water, there's stagnant water and there's no flow in and no flow out? What happens to a pond when it becomes stagnant? It becomes very toxic, doesn't it? You can get bacteria, you can get parasites and all that kinds of things. It needs a flow in and out. It's just like us. We need a flow in and out daily. Daily. Read your Bible daily. Yes? Pray daily. Even if it's just for two minutes, that's better than nothing. Is that right? Because God's interested in you, Danny. He wants to spend time with you. If you didn't spend time with him, I think you'd be a bit ticked. If Tim and Kimini, you didn't spend time with Kimini, you should be ticked. And I'll be ticked and I'll come and visit you. If we're not growing spiritually, then we could be stagnating and going backwards. These verses, I just want to read this verse to you and put it up on the screen. 1 Peter 2 verse 2, the New King James says this, As newborn babies, I want to draw out two words from this verse. As newborn babies desire, everyone say desire. desire. The pure milk of the word that they may grow thereby. When I was a young Christian, I could not believe the Bible was that simple. And I could understand it when I got born again. And I sat in classes. The moment we got saved, they had classes on a Monday night and we put Nick on, the, on a concrete floor in this church, wrap him all up. No, we put him on the concrete, come on. I'm not that harsh. I should have done, actually. It might have done him some good. Uh, no, we got him a little pillow, a little fluffy pillow and a little blanket and he sat there and snuggled up. And we just absorbed, we just sucked this. It was amazing. But how many of you know, you can't just sit there and suck it all in, but you've got to practice what you, what you learn, is that right? Apply to your life what you're learning in church. Look at that, that. You may grow thereby. That word grow in this verse means increase. Everyone say increase. Cause to grow and it means grow up. Some Christians need to grow up spiritually. Too many baby Christians that have been sitting in churches and I know I'm getting on your case this morning but that's okay. Say this, I love you pastor. I know you're saying this for my good. I know I'm not, you're not getting on my case, Pastor. I'm just taking it all in. Hey, we need to grow up spiritually. You know, we, can, we can't live on the faith of somebody else. And there's that other word, desire. I love that word. It has other meanings as well. For, but it means this, to long for. To long for something. To yearn for. Greatly long after. To pursue with love. To pursue with love. I like that. So, that question how many of you grown, have grown this year? Can you say honestly that you've grown spiritually this year? And if you haven't, would you like to? How many of you desire to grow this year? Three people over there. Um, some excited people at the back there. They're, the people out there are really wild, waving their hand like wildly, jumping up and down. They're going crazy at the back there. Lovely. We grow when we're planted in good soil. Psalm 1 verse 1. Who, who, who've got Psalm 1 this morning? Yes. Oh, lovely. That's it. And it was the other one, Karen. And they were so excited. Then when I shared with Beth, she was so excited, more excited than she was. Yeah, like that, just like that. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates what? Day and night. I know you can't meditate day and night, but you can try. He shall be like a tree... Planted by the rivers of waters that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall what? Not wither. And whatever he does, he shall prosper. He shall prosper. 
when we're planted in the right kind of soil, we will be fruitful. Tell your neighbour, get planted. Come on. Don't tell them anything else than what I've just said. Get planted and you'll be fruitful. You know, it's not only for personal growth that we can experience, but corporate growth as well, as we'll see in the next few verses. If you've got your Bibles, got your Bibles? I know I put them up here now. You don't need your Bible. It's good to bring your Bible to church. Take notes or your phone, your electronic device, because I could be saying anything. Don't believe a word I say. Ephesians 4.15, the New Living says this. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. Look at that, what? Growing in every way, more and more like Christ. That's the goal, to be like Jesus. Who is the head of his body, the church. So if he's the head, you're parts of the body. If the head is healthy, what does Jesus want? A healthy body. Are we healthy? Is the church really healthy? I'm not criticising the church because Jesus loves his church and I love the church. But it's not, we're not there yet. Are we there yet? Are we perfect yet? No. Jesus is going to come back for a glorious bride. Are we glorious? We're getting there. Don't say we're not. Say we're getting there. Say I'm, I'm glorious. And Jesus is coming back for a glorious bride. Okay. Let's look at verse 16. The New Living says this. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as... Look at this. And you've got... Meditate on these words as I'm, as I'm speaking them. As each part does its own special work. God has got a special job for you to do. Turn to your neighbour and say, God has got a special work for you to do. Look, Tim's all on his own. Tim, just have a chat with the... Yeah, yeah. Turn to your neighbour the other side, your second choice, and say, God has a specific plan for you. What happens when we find those, those, that special place? What will happen? Look at the next part of the verse. It helps the other parts grow so we can grow corporately. Amen? Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, we are. And I would suggest to you to find some people, a friend, a prayer partner or somebody that you can buddy up with this year and be accountable in your spiritual walk. I think that's a good thing. There's not a lot of accountability in the body of Christ. I'm really sorry there's not. Look at that. So that the whole body is what? Healthy and growing and full of love. Isn't that amazing? Why do we need to be full of love? There's not a lot of, world, not a lot of love out in the world, is there? And we have it. The, the Bible says in Romans 5 verse 5 that God has poured his love lavishly into our hearts. Why? So can we, oh, I feel loved. Yeah, but share the love. Take the love out there. That's what we've got to do. You know, I believe God wants us all to grow individually and take responsibility for our own growth. But we can all help each other to grow. As the next part of that verse 16 says this, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts to grow. Can we see this? If we play our part, we can help the church grow in every aspect, not just an individual grow, but us as a church to grow as well. Isn't that important? But we have to play our part, don't we? We have to play our part somehow and some way. And what will be the outcome? Let's have a look at Ephesians 4.16. The New Living says this. The rest of that, love. You know, everybody benefits when we start to mature ourselves and get involved. Everybody benefits when we grow. Hopefully, the rest of us will grow. I thank God for our welcome team. 
I thank God for our serving team. I'm doing a plug here, Steve. I thank God for our, the, the, the guys that work in the cafe and serve you tea and coffee. I thank God for the setup team, the production team, the worship team, everybody that does vision, anyone that does anything in this church, I want to thank you for serving. What would happen if you came next week and there were no chairs set up? What, just tell me what would, who would be a little bit ticked? Who would be a little bit upset? Oh, we've got a few people. Why would you be upset? What if we said, look, we haven't got enough people to set the chairs up, so you're going to have to set your own up? Could we do that? Would that be nice? We could do that, couldn't we? Right, we're doing that next week, guys. Steve, <laughs> set up team, that's what we're doing. Because only two or three people put their hands up and said they'd be really ticked. Everyone would be really happy. Because you didn't put your hand up. So I know you're going to be happy. Is that right? I can't do my job without them. I can do what I can do when they do what they do. Amen? And that's true for all of us. They're all a vital part to help see this church grow. It's great when you walk to the back after the service, there's going to be tea and cake with a lovely person standing there and say, what would you like, sir, madam? What would you like? And you say, I'll have that piece of cake there. Who goes for the biggest piece? Right, we'll pray for those gluttons after. Uh, if I'm at home and there's two pieces of cake and one piece of cake is bigger than the other, I always take the small piece. Who said they take the big piece? Come on, who said they take the big piece? There's one brave man, two, three, four, five. There's someone else on the front row that does it, but I'm not going to say anything about that person. What would you say if there was no one here to set up? Oh my, why isn't there a team to set up? And these teams come here early in the morning. The band come here at what time? Quarter past eight, and they set all that up. It wasn't the worship great this morning? Oh, three people. Yeah, that's it. We'll get them into thanking you sooner or later. And what if you went to the cafe and there was no one there to serve you, you a drink? And you came to me, so there's no one there to serve me a drink. I'll say, well, get, get it yourself. I'll be really kind. I wouldn't say it quite like that, because you might be offended and leave the church. I'll just say tough. I'll just say tough. Leave. The door's there. Don't let the door hit you on the head on the way out. No. You know, as a young Christian, as a young Christian, getting serious now, as a young Christian, I really just cruised through the first, I don't know, five, six, seven years. I, I did serve. The moment we got saved, we just served. And that was a key for us to grow. It really was. And uh, a guy came into our church. He was a missionary in Mauritius and came to our church and took over our children's ministry at the time. And I was part of that. And he really began to challenge us as people as, to, to grow as leaders. And he took us through courses and areas of ministry that we weren't. Uh, I led worship. We ran life groups. We welcomed people at the door. We made the tea, did all those kinds of things and served, set chairs out, did all that stuff. And that was a key to our growth. And then one day, they, this guy and his wife saw something in Esther and I. We just served. And he wanted to make us pastors, of part of the children's ministry of this massive, great church. And that's what he did. But it was a process. We just started serving. And we did it because not because there's something at the end of it for us. What, what, what do I get for this if I serve? No, you serve because you love Jesus. When you serve up there with you know, the band, you're serving Jesus, aren't you? And you're serving us. And we're grateful. Some of us are great. We're grateful and we're thankful. And I'm thankful for the people that stand on the door that make the tea, make the coffee. This church is growing and it needs everyone. Turn to your neighbour and say it needs you to step up. To step up and just help. This really was a key, a key for us to grow in every area of ministry. And I want to challenge you 
today, each one of you, to desire to grow in some area of ministry. In fact, I want each of you to challenge one another to grow in every area of ministry because we need more people, don't we? need more people to serve. Let's, let's continue looking at these verses that talk about corporate growth because I think that's important. Ephesians 2, 19, the passion says this. So you are not foreigners or guests, but rather... Come on, that's it. You know you're holy, right? How many righteous people we got here? Come on, you know you're righteous, don't you? Because you have the righteousness of God. With all the rights as, as family members of the household of God. Verse 20. You are rising like the perfectly fitted stones of the temple. How many of you know that God is building us like stones? Right? You're just a brick. Tell your neighbor you're just a brick. With all, that can mean a good thing. When someone says you're a brick, they mean you're solid. They don't mean you're dumb or stupid. I don't know where I got that one from. Like stones. And your, and your lives have been what? What does it say? Built up together. It's important that you grow individually, but you, you, we've got to think corporately about the church as well. Amen? We have to. Upon the foundation laid by the apostles and the prophets, verse 20b, and, the be, and best of all, you are connected to the head, the cornerstone of the building, the anointed one, Jesus Christ himself. Look at this. I love this verse. Is the preaching really that bad? Please don't walk out. Please don't do that. Stay. This entire building is under construction and is continually growing. Everyone say continually growing. And it's continually growing under his supervision until it rises up completed as the holy temple of the Lord himself. We are being built up as the body of Christ. I'm going to go through these next few verses a little quicker. Colossians 2.19, the passion. But we receive directly from him and his life supplies vitality into every part of his body. Say that includes me. Through the joining ligaments connected to us all as one. He is the divine head who guides his body and causes it to grow. How does he do that? By the supernatural power of God. You know, that's how the church grows. It is the supernatural power of God. You know, the gospel, the Bible says, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. When the gospel is preached, people get saved. And that's the goal. That's why we're here. We're not here to just have a holy huddle with the four of us and no more. Us four and no more. Have you heard that saying before? We need people from out there to come into here. But we've got to go out there where they are. Our friends, your workmates and that kind of thing. Let's share the love of God wherever we are. So let's have a look at this Acts 2.42. I love these verses as well. It says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and prayer. So all the believers shared in these four things. The early church, this is what they did. They gathered together. They, they listened to the apostles' teaching. They fellowshiped. They took the Lord's Supper, they ate meals together, and they prayed together. And look at the outcome with, this, with the early church in Acts. A deep sense of awe came over all of them. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. I want to see God move in power this year like never before. 
We need to tap into the power of God. We need the presence of God. That's what we need to be seeking. Not just the power, not just things that look good. We need to be seeking his presence. That's why we're here, to seek his presence above all things. But I believe we also need to seek the power of God, to see people delivered, healed, set free. Amen? There's a broken world out there. There's a broken world out there. We pray for this school before we come here. We came here. We pray for these kids every Monday. Esther has a prayer meeting every day of the week. Some ladies get involved in it. Other people join. And she prays every week. And on Mondays, they pray for the, for the young people and, and youth. Not just of the school, but everywhere. I think that's really important. Look at this. And verse, verse 44 says, And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. Let's get back to that place. 45. Forty-five. It says they shared their yeah. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. Anyone got any property laying around that you know it's just hanging around, not doing anything? Well, maybe God's speaking to you this morning. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while, all the while, all the while. Praising, it doesn't say all the while, all the while, all the while in the Bible. I would just, you know, yeah, wake up. Not the person on the think this. All the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of what? All the people. people. And each day, everyone say each day, the Lord added their fellowship to those who are being saved. If we do our bit, even serving in the cafe, if we do our bit, God will do his bit. But he's not going to get us to do his bit. And he's not going to do our bit. Let's do our bit and God does his bit. And I believe we're going to see growth, exponential growth everywhere. So for me, one pastor said this. He said, I don't want to grow a big church. I want to grow people. I think that is profound. And us as a church, we want to do it. We want to grow people. I want to see the potential in you. And I want to see that potential drawn out so that you can use that potential for the glory of God. Can we say amen to that? And my last slide, and everyone said, oh, amen. The acronym, the acronym for growth. Hope you spotted those guys that said amen, Danny. The acronym for growth, G-R-O-W-T-H. Go to God in prayer daily. Read God's word daily. Obey God moment by moment. Witness for Christ by your life and words. We preach the the gospel sometimes, and sometimes we use words. Trust God for every detail of your life. H is Holy Spirit. Allow God to control and empower your life. Let's close our eyes for a moment. And I want to challenge everybody, everybody. Esther and I... From the moment we got saved, that was 40 years ago last year, we were saved 40 years. We serve from then to now. We never stopped serving. We never took a break. We always did something, doing too many things, saying that you've got to work yourself to death. And and sadly, you know, too many people are doing too many things. They've got too many hats on. And, And as a church, we're trying to get people, especially our leaders, to not have so many hats on and just focus on the one or two things that God is calling them to do so that we can empower others to build a church so that we can reach the lost people out there in our communities. I think that's really important. So I just want to challenge everyone just to serve. Esther and I had this, this thought, whatever our hand finds to do, we're just going to do it.
And God has just blessed us. And this year, uh, 2023, we've been in full-time ministry 30 years. And that was a process for us to go from, you know, just serving in a church to leading a church. That's a process. Don't despise the process when God's doing something in your life. You know, if you have a desire to do something or be something, like a worship leader or something like that, learn to play the guitar. Learn to sing. You know, it's a process. You're not just going to give you a mic because you can sing a bit. You've got to learn your craft a little bit and serve. You know, Jesus said, who's the greatest of all? The, the, the disciples said to Jesus, who are the greatest in the kingdom? And Jesus said, who, what, what did he say? The pastors, the, the apostles, the prophets, the teachers. What did he say? The servant of all. That's the greatest in the kingdom. So if we were to be like Jesus, we need to serve. Is that right? Just before I do the altar call, many of you know my friend Mark Aikenhead. He came, he's the guy from America that came, and we went to America, the States. And this is what he said yesterday. Now, bearing in mind that up until last weekend, I was going to do the series that we were in, Spiritual Gifts. And then God showed me this, Esther and I were praying, and God gave us this word growth. That's the word for this year. Now, my friend Mark texted me yesterday and said this. Great to hear from you. We've started work on... No, I won't, I won't bore you with that. No, that's, that's my response to him. I got the wrong thing. Good morning, Richard and Esther. The picture, that picture of you about... No, no, I'm not going to read that either. <laughs> he said, I was praying for you this morning. This was yesterday. This is what I got from the Lord. I believe that 2023 is going to be one of the best years of your and your family's life. Salvation in many areas. I am trusting God that you will see growth like never before and other stuff going on in that thing. He didn't know that I was going to share that, this message, but God knows, doesn't he? So, you know, God confirms things to our hearts. When we hear from God, God normally confirms them. Anyway, let's close our eyes for a moment. I want to just give opportunity for people here that don't know Jesus to give their life to Jesus. If you're here today, I don't believe you're here by accident, friend. I believe God has drawn you here. And... I want to say this to you, friend, that God loves you more, loves you more than you could even dare to think. God loves you so much. And you know what, friend? He demonstrated that love by dying on a cross for you and me. And he's here today, and I believe he's knocking on the door of your heart. And the thing about that door is the handle's on the inside and God's a gentleman. He's not going to push his way in. And he's knocking on your door and he says, I want to come in. Will you let me in? Is that you today? Is God knocking on the door of your heart? Would you allow him to let him into your heart? If you would, then just raise your hand up and say, that's me. That's me. I just need to give my life to Jesus today. And secondly, you may be here and maybe you've, you've distanced yourself from the church because some, you know, some experiences that we have of church aren't great. You know, some people have been hurt in church. It should be the safest place. Some people have left churches out of hurt. And maybe you're here today and you think, well, I want to give God another chance. I'm here and it's a new year and I'll make a fresh start. And I want to recommit my life to God. I, I serve God. I used to serve God. I used to go to church, but I don't anymore. But you're here today. You're not here by accident, friend. I believe God's knocking on the heart, on the door of your heart as well, and he wants to come in, and he wants you back. 
And he's not going to judge you or condemn you. He's going to hold his arms out and put his robe of righteousness around you and say, welcome back, friend. Welcome back, son and daughter. Is that you? To Jesus today. Hand up if that's you today. And you just want to come back. You want to recommit your life to Jesus today. Just put your hand up and say, that's me. Okay, looks like we're all right with God. We're going to have a prayer ministry team up here straight after the service. If you'd like prayer for anything, please come up. If you were too scared to put your hand up about those two things I've just asked, just come and share with the guys that are going to be here. They've got lanyards on and they'll pray for any needs that you may have. I'm going to close the service and we're going to enjoy some tea and coffee and some fellowship. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the truth of your word. I thank you, Father God, that... Um, you love your church and you love your people. I thank you, Father God, as we go right now. I thank you that your angels would encamp around about us and keep us safe and free from harm until we can meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bless you as you go. Great that you could come today. And uh, please stay for some fellowship. We'd like to get to know you a little better. Bless you.